welcome into another bonus episode. I am here solo. There is no Justin, no Cinemaiden. I'm coming to you with a little mini review for a new horror comedy called Uncle Peckerhead. I know what you're thinking. Same thing probably I did. You see the name and you're like, what kind of movie is this? But trust me, this is a super fun movie that I I just really enjoyed. I'm going to give you a few spoiler-free thoughts, but first, I had the opportunity to talk to Matthew John Lawrence, the director and writer of Uncle Peckerhead. So we're going to play that interview first, and then on the other side, I will give you my thoughts on Uncle Peckerhead. I am here with Matthew John Lawrence, the writer and director of Uncle Peckerhead. It is a new horror comedy that is just comes out the week of this uh, episode that you're listening to. So I'm going to say check it out. But thank you, Matt, for coming on and talking to me about your movie. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Now, real quick for you know listeners that might not know what Uncle Peckerhead is, because you just look at the title. I mean, what what can you give them just kind of a quick rundown of of it sure it's about a a three-piece punk band on their first tour and they just so happen to have a uh, a man-eating hillbilly for a roadie (laughs) yeah and and when i first read the name i was like okay what am i getting into with this uncle pecker head i thoroughly enjoyed this movie oh thank you so much you say it's a you know a punk band on tour is this um, something you've had experience with? Like, are you in a band or or what inspired you for this? Totally. So, um, yeah, like right after college, or I mean, since I've been in uh, since I've been like a teenager, I've been playing in bands and uh, I finished college and the band I was in at the time, we released a record and we toured for the better part of like a year and a half. And our uh, tour experiences very much mirrored uh, the experiences that that Duh had, uh, minus the the man eating hillbilly. Um, but this this very much is coming from you know write what you know, and it's not only my experiences, but a lot of the the friends that I grew up with that played in bands. Uh, it's just kind of like when you share your your war stories of what you went through, and you know how what was your worst show. A lot of that's like all on screen. Did you always intend it to be? a horror comedy mix? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I- I've always loved horror movies. You know, I grew up like visiting the video store at least twice a week to to make my, my, my mom would allow me to make my picks and I always went to the horror movie section. But I always gravitate towards like the more kind of bonkers, like, you know, the, the Evil Dead 2s or the like the trauma films. And that's not to say that I don't love just straight horror, but I think my wheelhouse in terms of writing horror is definitely more of a, a comedic bent. And there is a lot that fans of people who watch like Troma or Evil, you know, Evil Dead and stuff like that. I I kind of get that feel, especially. I mean, one of I'm I'm not going to give anything away, but one of my favorite parts is the metalheads. Oh just yeah, good at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as an indie horror movie, this is your first full length feature horror movie because I know you've done some shorts, like you did Larry Gone Demon which had the band in it. Yeah. And was that kind of an inspiration to kind of go feature length or? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all in the same universe. And I, I think like, I also made this music video for the Holy mess, which Jeff Riddle, who plays Max in uncle Peckerhead was in that band. 
And I've always kind of I've always wanted to kind of do a, a world building of sorts with having the band uh, kind of in this universe and having like various characters, some of whom have not been fully realized in terms of world building. But, yeah, I mean, that's always kind of been the plan is to kind of constantly kind of just have the world kind of expand, uh, you know, film the film. But I actually did make a feature 10 years ago, but I don't really talk about it because it's it's not great. I, I'll say the acting is great. The people that, that were tirelessly on crew uh, as crew members like really did such an excellent job but it's very much uh, a film made by a, a kid that was just out of film school and okay. it did, I don't think it like really kind of uh, represents the type of filmmaker I want to become so I like I always say like yes this is my first film or like okay. my first feature yeah <laughs> What has your experience been like in this climate right now? I mean, with COVID, I mean, you couldn't tour it and, and play it in a lot of theaters and stuff like that. What What's the experience been like doing it? Yeah, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it, right? Is that, you know, one is that, it, it, I mean, in, in short, it sucks. We got to play one fest, Panic Fest, and it was amazing. It was such a great experience. The people that run that festival are great. The audience was great. We got a lot of people coming up to us afterwards, really you know, like praising the film, really being all too kind with their words. And then obviously, you know, a month later that all stopped. So like, you know, on one side, you're happy to have your health. Thankfully, the people around me have, have been able to stay safe and healthy. Um, there's a lot of, you know, really terrible things going on in the world. So all things considered, you know, like bitching about your, I know you're not asking me to, but you know, I could bitch about my horror comedy, but you feel kind of like a, a total dick to kind of be like, oh, poor me and my movie. Um, when there's like, you know, People are getting thrown out of their apartments. You know, it's just like stuff like that's really a bit of a reconciling kind of how to reflect on the experience. We got really lucky that we were able to play some virtual fests like uh, the Calgary Underground Film Festival. We kind of started to build like a kind of a grassroots virtual following. And luckily, uh, Dread Presents, and which is under Epic Pictures, like stepped in and we, we knew we wanted to pivot to kind of get this to an audience right away. And they've been really awesome in doing like a really quick turnaround, like as soon as they kind of were were game to kind of release the film. It's been actually a really great experience and we've we've gotten nothing but like really great interviews like this podcast and, and just people that have really responded to the movie. Great thing about the world is we're a everything at our fingertips world right now. So being yeah. able to release it, you can be like, well, you can get it right now and, and be able totally. to watch it, which... Many years ago, you wouldn't have been able to do. Oh, no doubt. And I think like, and there's also a thing that, uh, you know, I hope that it, for for some people, like sometimes you just want to kind of check out. You can't check out for, you know, weeks, but sometimes it's nice to just escape, like, you know, like not watch the news, not be confronted with, I mean, you should always confront anything bad. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm so happy that the, the movie is going to reach people and that hopefully people will find some type of enjoyment despite, you know, the circumstances that they find themselves in. What's next for you? Well, I mean, do you, are you working on the next feature or? Yeah, I mean, I've got. I've got like a bunch of scripts that are ready to go. Um, I'm kind of like, a, I, I'm constantly writing and I, I'm constantly kind of like developing ideas. So I'd say I have like three feature scripts. One, like I'd say one or two are like ready to produce, kind of have been budgeted out. One is a feature version of uh, Larry Gone Demon with the band Duh from like uh, okay. Uncle Peckerhead. So basically it's it's the band in a, uh, a new set of circumstances. It's still like a wild batshit crazy horror comedy really it's it's what I, it's kind of the movie that i wanted to make with peckerhead but 
we didn't have the budget is just kind of like an like practical effects galore instead of just kind of building it into four or five sequences just like a non-stop kind of like wild ride that i've been developing since you know maybe it's like seven or eight years old but i like i have like a really good script that i think i i'm happy to kind of work on producing and also like i have uncle peckerhead too I have a treatment written, ready to go. Um, and, a, and a bunch of like feature scripts that of various types, like some are just straight comedies, some are horror comedies. Like if, if you know anybody with some cash, let's, let's make it happen. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> the actors that you got for the movie, you said the guy who plays Max, you've worked with him before on your shorts. And the guy, who, I, for, I forgot his name, who plays Peck. David he, H. Littleton. Yeah. Yes. He, there are a lot of times he reminds me a lot of Sid Haig. Like yeah. he's, he comes across that way. Was was that like intended for that character? Or did he bring that to it? The performance is all David. Um, I would say that like I, I like I've heard that that comparison to Sid Haig and I see it now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I wish I could say like, yeah, like I, I when I first <laughs> laid eyes on him, I just like I knew it. But I mean, a lot of kind of like the the comparisons are what I saw is he's this like really charismatic, charming person. And he's like one of the most lovely human beings you'll meet, you know, behind the camera. Um, He's just this like a joy to work with. But he's like he's the type of guy I've. All the actors we worked with were incredible, but David had this thing that, like, I, like I'm sure a lot of your your listeners know, and, and you might know on micro budget shoots, you know, you, you don't have a lot of time, you can't grab a ton of coverage, you may have like one or two takes, so like you're living and dying by every take, and if somebody doesn't nail it, and you have to go like 15, even 15, 20 minutes longer, that's like it, it just screws your schedule. Yeah. And David's like a one take guy. Like he'll do like, like that. There's this diner scene in the movie that's like six minutes. And it's like his big moment where he's explaining the origin story and all this stuff. Didn't have to take, like just went straight through seven minutes of like a take. And that was it. That like all, what you see is just his one take. Um, wow. So he's just like, yeah, he he's such an incredible performer. And now like we're really good friends. He's like, just like a, a great like human being to have around. Yeah. I mean, he just kind of submitted a video for our casting call and immediately like he was far and away like we had been kind of like really worried because we had had a couple of days of, of casting and this is like the titular role this is like kind of the 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 most fun i think you mm-hmm. can have in, in a role in this movie at least and like we had been kind of like in in kind of dark days because we knew we couldn't proceed or move forward without having a really good peck ride or somebody that at least I and the producers felt were re- like had really nailed it. And as soon as we saw the video, we're like, he was in Florida at the time. We were like, we got to get him up. He's like, he is like pitch perfect. I think without the way he was in the movie, it, it he needed to carry the movie, which if that character wouldn't have, it would have not been as, as fun and just... Enjoyment. And it could have been, yeah, it could have been such a goof, like, it, it, like, it's such a, it's such a tightrope walk, I think, with mm-hmm. that, that role. And maybe it's just like, I could have written it better, but it's like, it could really be, be like super hacky and goofy with, without being fun. And he just, he totally is able to kind of like thread that needle of being like, kind of like a, this, this really like, kind of like dynamic, crazy character, but he also has, like, he has, he can kind of have moments of, of like, he can anchor himself in moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and connect with the characters, which I mean, it's, it's it was crazy to watch as like a director. You're just like, man, I'm not even directing you. You just know what you're doing. Well, that's awesome. It makes your job easy. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
I mean, and I should say all the actors, I mean, especially Chet, you know, who plays Judy, who's kind of the, the central character in the film. I mean, she's someone else that was like a pleasure to work with and just like made made it so much easier because, you know, as I was also producing the film, you're wearing so many hats on set mm-hmm. that if you're really trying to drag a performance out of someone or like trying to kind of explain and explain again and trying getting trying to get what you need. I mean, I would say like 99.9% of the time, like all the actors, but especially like the main cast just kind of it, it was such kind of easy lifting from a directing point of view and all of them like her and everybody seemed that to have their comedic timing down too, like where where they had it and they just played off each other perfectly chet and ruby who plays mel i mean they're like they're trained comedians actresses um david's david's a trained actor i mean jeff who's i mean by trade is a musician he's a touring musician and he's played in like a bunch of punk bands but he i mean the reason why we became friends is like he's the type of person that like in a crowd of like 20 people within 10 minutes, there's a, they're all circling around him and he's just like performing the shit out of like a social situation. He's a born performer. And like immediately when we became friends, I was like, I I have to get this guy in, in some of my movies. Did he do the music does music in the movie? Yeah. So, so he, he's been in a bunch of punk bands and he wrote all of the music. And this was kind of like the plan from the onset is I had had this idea that I'd wanted, I wanted to do a movie about a touring band for some time. And I kind of asked him cause I, I love, there's not a lot of movies that do it well, but I love music and movies, especially if it really looks like the band's performing or if they really are performing. I think there's just something about, I love like live music. I love, I love playing in bands and stuff. Um, so I asked him like, Hey, like, would you be into, writing some of the music because he had written the last song in the movie in the very final seconds is this is the song called trash age that he had written for like another band of his and i knew that that was the end song when i had the script i was like we got to use this and then i was like can we use it and he was kind of like yeah okay and he's like but i want to write new stuff for the rest of their their catalog um and he did just from like scratch he just started kind of right he wrote like a seven song ep for the band and are we going to see the the duh demo tapes out there anywhere god i'm hoping uh yeah like we're we're currently like jeff's in a band called 500 bucks and they're a new band but they're like incredible like it's like a bunch of like guys from great bands kind of in this super group and they recorded a couple of the songs from the just like really nice recordings like they went to like you know this beautiful studio where like green day recorded and they used the guy that mastered like what's the story morning glory i mean like they just kind of did the the proper way uh, to record an album. So I know they have some of those tracks and like, we're just hoping for if the, if the movie gets like a good reception that, you know, if Mondo wants to call us up or Waxwork Records or any of those, any of those uh, places want to put out like a, a duh seven inch or a demo tape or an EP or a LP with the score. Uh, yeah, we're, we're listening. We're waiting by the phone. <laughs> if anybody there is uh, listening to this, you know, make, make some calls. <laughs> yeah, tweet, tweet at them. What is something that, you know, up and coming indie filmmakers, what are what is some advice you would give to them? That's such a great question because I feel that I've been feeling so much about the movie itself and about uh, just like horror, which are great to talk about. But there are like, as I, I actually teach for a living, I, I teach film and video production and there's like a bunch of things that I'm so glad that I've had this experience to kind of pass down to students because I wish like I've had great professors that have like you know completely changed the trajectory of my life in profound ways but there's like moments when I'm like 
damn, I wish somebody had told me about this is like such a film school thing. So like, it, like, it sounds like such a pep talk, but I think the thing is there's, I very rarely look back on embarking on a project and I say, man, I wish I hadn't done that. It's the thing of like, don't talk yourself out of doing something like do your due diligence and prepare and align yourself with like people that you know are just as committed and trustworthy as you are, you know, form bonds with people that you enjoy both, you know, onset and offset. Um, but don't spend too much time talking yourself out of doing stuff. Uh, use that time to write and rewrite and, you know, revise your schedule or, you know, like in independent filmmaking, it is just, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I mean, I'm sure whether it's podcasting, whether it's, you know, like having like a, a, a website where you're doing reviews, I mean, in anything where you're, you're creating content. Um, I think the idea is you just have to like continue to do it and not give up. Uh, like the, the best advice I ever got, which I always, my wife tells me is the worst advice to like pass along, but I think it's great there. I, I don't know if I should say the actor, but uh, an actor slash filmmaker came to where I was going to grad school, Boston university. And it was like a last minute thing. So it was just a collection of like 15 students, like hanging out, watching his film. And then we were talking about it afterwards. And this one kid uh, raised his hand and he's like, how do you make it? And he's like, what do you mean? How do you make it? And he's like, how do you like make it in, in film? And he's like, well, do you have a backup plan? The kid was like, yeah, I have a, uh, I have my dad's like insurance business, you know, that I can get a job at. And he's like, okay, well, you're going to do that. He's like, I worked in theater in Chicago for 20 years before I even was able to kind of make a comfortable living doing what I'm doing. He's like, and I'm sure like some people will, it'll happen in a few years, at, like at, out the gate for some people, it'll be longer than 20 years. But he's like, if you want to do it, you're going to continue to do it. And eventually, you know, it might not be the floodgates opening, but it's going to happen. And that was really like a transformative thing where like, I didn't have a backup plan. And I was like, I want to make movies. And if like, I mean, I've been making movies for like 10 years and like really hustling to get like scripts made, features made, got down to like, you know, a month out from, from principal photography, you know, pulling out, you know, like stuff like that, where it's like, if you want to give up, those, those are the best times to do it. But I would say to just like, it sounds like such a like, don't give up on your dreams. But if it's yeah. what you want to do, like you might suffer for like a decade, two decades. I mean, right now it's like, it's a blast. Cause like I, I, there's a bunch of, like I have kind of a crew of people that now I've been working with for like, you know, for some people like 10 plus years. And like, it's just like a, we have like a, we can kind of communicate without speaking and like they, I, we hang out, like, I mean, they we, we do game nights like every Friday, like on zoom now, but like, these are the people that like I spend time with, whether I'm making movies or not, but I mean, independent filmmaking is a slog. So it's, there's going to be moments where your spirits are crushed much like yeah. a band touring for the first time. Like you're going to be playing to empty houses. You might play a festival that, uh, that doesn't have a really great attendance or only a few people show up, but not to let that kind of uh, break your spirits or, you know, crush your, your sense of self or your spirit. Like you said, anything content, I mean, it's a hustle, even podcasting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard work because you're trying to get out there and 
do something I enjoy doing. And I think when you, I think it, it's, it's not even easier. It's like essential that you enjoy it, you know? Cause like, mm-hmm. I mean, I began making movies that it was just like my buddies and I watching, you know, like we would laugh at our, at our own shit, you know? Um, so you have to like, even if it doesn't take off, if you enjoy doing it, I, th- I think there's something, I think there's something there. Uh, at least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> well, Matt, I, I want to thank you for coming on the cinema guys and talking to me about uncle peckerhead before i go there's a segment we do on our show we call top this where we do like a list of top movies and i anyone i've ever talked to i always want to find out either what are your top either horror movies or top movies that inspired you to make movies oh man another great question um i would say like (laughs) I think the films that really inspired me, like one film, and I've been talking a bit about it because like I, I just kind of discovered how much how much it really kind of impacted my life. Probably I'll, I'll, I'll just mention two movies. One is Wayne's World, um, just okay. because I think I just watched it recently uh, again. And it's such like a lovely movie. Like it, it's clear that the writing has such affection for the characters and the characters have affection for one another. And there's also like a lot, there's this like meditation and this commentary on like selling out or not being yourself, you know, and like what that means. And I think there's like, it meditates on some like deeper things. It kind of talks and it just like, is such a kind of lovely, funny, hysterical, weird kind of like, it's a, it feels like such a singular vision. And I find, I'm so amazed that it's just based out of a skit from SNL. Like it just seems to kind of have such a natural birth to it. So that movie was such an inspiration. And another one that, that I just kind of kind of came to me uh, as of late is, Clerks okay. from Kevin Smith, just because as a jur- as a kid growing up in New Jersey, not having any connection to the film world, like my parents didn't work in film, nobody in our orbit, you know, I knew nothing, my parents knew nothing of how, how you get involved. Um, I really thought Hollywood, I love films, like instead of Sesame Street, I would watch movies, but I always thought Hollywood was this thing that I couldn't touch. And he like that film when that came out. And I remember like uh, I had an uncle that worked for New Jersey magazine and like they had written this like profile on him and just reading about how he was like this normal dude from New Jersey. And like he just like made it. He just manifested this. It was like it, it totally I think it's one of those things that just changes your life. You know, like you just kind of like the through the looking glass and you kind of were like, oh, my God, this is maybe something that I could do. Um, so I would say those two movies are like such tops and like had such a, an important, they're so significant to me. And they're both, I mean, they're movies I grew up watching too. So it's, yeah, I, I'll still revisit them all the time. Like, and Kevin Smith, oh, yeah. one of those indie filmmakers of like, oh, look where he came from to where he is now. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, like it, it is like, even though like I am kind of like hot and cold on his entire filmography, just the yeah. fact that the idea of how and just meeting a lot of other like like film lovers or filmmakers in how he kind of was for a lot of people like around our, I'm not sure if we're the same age, but around our age, like this kind of like decades worth of, of people um, that he, he kind of like really was kind of a game changer for, for kind of, you know, for independent film. Oh yeah, absolutely. And real quick before we go, is there any place that uh, people can follow you at? Yes, absolutely. So I would say the best place to probably visit would be uh, like kind of our, our production hub. It's called subtletyrex.com. And that there's no dashes, no nothing, just subtle 
trex.com and there you can find like all of our social like uh like i'm young bull on twitter i'm kid dynamat on instagram but you'll see all kind of the uncle peckerhead stuff it has a bunch of our projects kind of where we screen where we're gonna screen information about seeing the movie whether you want to rent or buy it so i'd say that's kind of a great hub to kind of you can kind of branch out from there and, and explore kind of uh everyone who's involved in the the film well, I want to thank you again for coming on the Cinema Guys and talking to us about Uncle Peckerhead. And I wish you the best with this movie. I'm going to tell everybody to, to rent it, buy it, whatever way they can see it. And I look forward to seeing what you have for us in the future. Thanks so much, Brad. It was a pleasure. And uh, thanks for having me on. It really means a lot. I really appreciate that Matthew took the time to talk to me about Uncle Peckerhead. I can't thank him enough. So, let's get into my thoughts on Uncle Peckerhead. Band meeting. Six shows, seven days. And what do you guys need a band for? So that our band can go on tour. I can drive, y'all. Every touring band needs a roadie, don't I? Sorry, I didn't get your name. My name's Peckerhead. That is not your name. It's tour time. Like I said, the, I'm going to keep this completely spoiler-free. I want people to see this movie. It is releasing digitally the week that this episode drops, and it will be out on Blu-ray, I believe, August 25th. Uncle Peckerhead, this is a movie that's put out by Dread Presents and Epic Pictures, directed and written by Matthew John Lawrence, starring David Littleton, Ruby McAllister, Jeff Riddle, and Chet Siegel. Uncle Peckerhead is a movie about a small punk band called Duh, and it's a three-piece band. They remind me a lot of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. They kind of have that fun dynamic, and it made, it reminded me of kind of how they play off each other a lot. <laughs> also with an angry drummer. It, it just kind of cracks me up. I look at this movie, it's kind of like a, a mix of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World with the music and the band, but then you have the fun over-the-top horror comedy like, say, an Evil Dead mixed into a road trip movie. And they are getting ready to do their first tour across the country, and their big goal is to open up for the big band in their local town. As they're getting ready to take their trip, their van gets repossessed, so they don't have any transportation. So they're trying to figure out how they can get some transportation. So they're trying to find a vehicle, and they come in contact with Peckerhead, or as they, as he likes to be called, they, his friends call him Peck. He's kind of like a, a redneck hillbilly kind of guy. He's living out of his van, and he decides he is going to drive them and kind of be his their roadie. So on this trip, they find out after their first gig that at midnight, Peck becomes a flesh-eating demon. And so I want to say kind of hilarity ensues. They don't know what to do. They continue on with their tour and from stop to stop, and they're trying to keep this under control. But I will say that David Littleton, who plays Peck, is plays it awesome. As you heard in the interview, I kind of got a Sid Haig feel from him. And I think a lot of people who watch horror movies will kind of get that. But he, I mean, you know, being the main 
source of what this movie is about. He does a, a great job of playing this roadie flesh eating demon kind of, you know, he's almost a father figure and a friend and everything like he, he does a great job in playing this role. And all three of the actors, Ruby McCullister, who plays the drummer, Mel Jeff Riddle, who plays Max and Chet Siegel, who plays Judy. She's kind of the head of the band. All three of them have a great dynamic. They have good comedic timing with their jokes. And some of it is, it's kind of like a dry humor that I like, but I found it very hilarious. The gore in it is really the type of gore that you would find, you would think of in a fun comedy type. You know, it's the, the blood that sprays out when it happens. And I'm not going to give it away, but one of my favorite scenes involves metalheads, which when you watch it, you'll see it, you'll understand. And overall, I, this I can't recommend this movie enough. Like I really enjoyed this film and found it very funny. I've watched it multiple times already. I can't wait to own it myself. And it's one that I think will kind of be in my rotation of that movie. You can just put on and it's just fun and you'll just have a good time with it. I would highly recommend checking out uncle Puckerhead. I mean, overall I give it a three and a half out of five. I, I just loved it. I might bump it up to a four after another watch because I enjoyed it so much. See Uncle Puckerhead and follow Matthew at subtletrex.com. I, he said that his links to Twitter, Instagram, all that, you can follow what he's got going on. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode. Become a patron of the show. Go to patreon.com slash the cinema guys, and you will be the first to get these bonus episodes when they come out. And also, you can give us Top This Ideas, which we just did one in our last episode from one of our patrons. You can follow us at wearethecinemaguys.com. And until next time, maybe we will see you at the movies. Movies.